take a moment and enter a world that looks much like your own, but with all the secrets coming out to play. This is Lyric, a mother of a fairy tale. It's an original 16-part audio drama presented in serialized format. Written and narrated by Anne Kimbrough, January 2021. In her last episode, Ashley, who is also called Lyric these days, learned that the mystery about her family is a lot more complicated than she thought. It condemned her grandmother to a mental institute and turned her mother into an alcoholic. Ashley wasn't sure what the secret would do to her, but she'll find out soon. And so will you. Our next episode starts right now. I'm Mother Nature? (gasps) Gran's words haunted me. Even safely snuggled under an overstuffed comforter in my bedroom, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Not that I hadn't seen enough yesterday to know something was up, but Mother Nature? That was just a story. Folklore. How could it be real? Even if I took a DNA test and traced my heritage as far back as I could, I seriously doubted to find those kind of roots in the family tree. Plus, no one in their right mind would take a ghost's and a cat's word as proof. (laughs) Of course, no one in their right mind would believe I communicated with a ghost and a cat. Whatever I decided to do, I needed to keep that little detail a secret for as long as possible. Knowing and mostly believing that I somehow had some kind of connection to Mother Nature and it was all the source of the crazy going on, I had a big question. What do I do about it? Ugh, I only had one option. Talk to my mother. The dread practically oozed from my skin. I'd gotten pretty good at avoiding her. Mom made it easy. She worked long hours at the Eden Library, repairing and curating an extensive collection of vintage books. Need to see you. Not today, she texted back. I need help, I responded, stopping short of including a scared emoji. It took a moment, but she texted back. You never need my help. I tapped the side of my cell phone, considering if I should send back a snarky reply, but another text popped up. I'm at the library, in the basement. I sent back a thumbs up. Getting out of bed, I wondered if I'd see Cat today, and if he'd have something to say about pulling Mom in. Since he'd been tight with Gran, he probably knew enough to hate my mother. It didn't take much. Shaking my head, I pulled on jean shorts and a peasant blouse. A bit boho in style, especially since the blouse's material was full of tiny daisies. But it suited my Earth Mother mood. Jeez... An awful thought struck me. Is my family responsible for the planet being an eco-disaster? I'd have to ask Kat. Maybe that's why he took the night off. My mental list of questions was getting long. After he disappeared last night, you know, just walking away from me after dropping his bomb, 
The questions filled my mind. Endless questions. Maybe he sensed it. Or maybe it was just about losing Gran. His pain had mingled with mine, a tangible wound. I'd found it hard to breathe. Just thinking about it brought back the sadness. Our emotions tangled together so easily. I'd have to take extra care to protect my heart. Still, he kind of abandoned me. I shook off the longing. He was just a cat, and I didn't even like cats. I'd always wanted a ferret. Had to admit it, though. Cat left me feeling like I'd see him again. We were bound in some way. Lucky me. Converted into a bright, clean workspace, Eden Library's basement housed the tools and was set at the proper temperature to repair and preserve ancient tomes. The walls were lined with shelves full of books, with several stacks at the far end. They kept it at the perfect temperature for books, 65 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, which, uh, for those of you that do Celsius, is 18.3 to 21.1 degrees, which wasn't the perfect temperature for normal human beings. I just hope Mom can help. I felt my jaw clench. When had Mom ever helped? At a long table with a magnifying glass on an extension arm, my mother inspected the spine of a damaged book. Hair peppered with gray, she looked good for her age. I only questioned her makeup choices. She continued to cling to red lips and fake eyelashes. <sighs> to me, they were too much and confirmed her love-hate relationship with her appearance. Mom didn't need that much makeup. I wisely kept that to myself and just gave her a little wave. Hand signals were the best way to see if I'd come on a good day or a bad day. Hmm. What's wrong? Mom asked. And don't say it's my fault. You always blame me. Oh, goody, I'd come on a bad day. Mom stared me down with a look that begged for a fight. <laughs> Her usual look. Who should I blame? I asked, finding it hard not to take the bait. Mom pushed her chair back from the table. If you're playing the blame game, I would vote for you. <laughs> I coughed out a laugh, spotting a little blue cooler hidden under the table. I wondered if it was empty yet. After all, it's happy hour somewhere. You don't even know what's wrong, I whined a bit. What if it's not my fault? What if trouble just found me? Doubt it. I winced. Truth hurts. Mom said. Just don't act like you are the first person that ever had a moment of angst. I invented angst. She rolled back to the table, returning her attention to the book. I want to finish this tonight, so either tell me what is going on or leave. Although, I'd have to think that whatever is bothering will pass. Give it time. You will grow out of it. My shining example, I lied. I'm suddenly filled with hope. Mom's eyes became little slits, her version of a smile. Come now. How can I help my darling daughter? Wait, is this finally the moment where I can give you advice and you actually take it? I talked to a cat yesterday, I said. Mom twisted in the chair, turning to face me. A cat? That's not funny. Hmm, interesting response. I stalled, pacing. You didn't say it was impossible. You don't want to do this now, Ashley. 
I stopped walking, putting my hands on the table to stare her down. Hmm, are you sure you don't want to call me something else? Like, Lyric? Mom bit her lip, silent for a moment. A wave of fear raced across her features. She covered it quickly. Uh, well, I doubt what you think happened is what really happened. Should have known I'd get nothing out of her, but I had to try. It's not every day you talk to a cat. It hurts like hell. He bombarded me with images. It, it wasn't speech, but it was communication. It wasn't crazy because it made sense. Crazy doesn't make sense. Mom didn't say anything. Another bad sign. Of course, the cat didn't just come into my life by accident. He had a purpose. I guess they didn't inform you yet, I said. Or you haven't checked your phone. Tell me what? A hint of fear crept into her words. You really should check your messages more often. I waited as she took out her phone, tapped the screen, and listened to the new messages. She had to delete a few before she got to the one I predicted. Not that I could make out the words, but it caused Mom to blink a couple of times and swallow the emotion stuck in her throat. Not that I expected much of a reaction. The message had to be from the Institute, letting her know Gran had passed. She took the bad news well. Gran told me about our family, I said. Mom's eyes slid in my direction. You went to see your grandmother before she died. I shrugged. Not really. What do you mean? Either you did or you didn't. She set down her cell phone, placing a shaky hand flat on the table next to it. The movement steadied her. We agreed to stay away from her long ago. You did, I said, sensing a tension filling up the space between us. Did you see your grandmother or not? I saw her, I admitted. I saw her ghost. <laughs> Mom sucked in a shaky breath. Well, you need to leave. Just tell me it's not true, I insisted. Tell me I'm not some freak. Or tell me I'm crazy, like your mother. Or tell me to start drinking like you do to shut it all out. Tell me. Tell me something. Mom shook her head, having none of it. She stood up. I assumed she'd leave if I didn't. Mom was good at running away. Are you making a beer run? I asked, probably pushing too many buttons in one visit. She stopped on the way to the door, but didn't turn around. What you need is a good meal. Huh? I'm sure you've been eating junk. I feel like making dinner tonight. Come over if you're hungry. And just like that, the subject closed down, locked away. Mom didn't wait for my answer. Grabbing her purse and jacket off of a wall hook, she escaped into the hallway that led to the stairs. Uh, I probably should have followed her, but I was over being the only adult in our relationship. Sure, she had issues, and as I learned more about them, my passion grew. Maybe for the first time, I realized how much I didn't know about why she acted the way she did. But she made a choice to exclude me from her past. Until she altered that decision, I wasn't going to push again. It would only end badly for me. So I let her go. Not that it didn't cost me. Blinking back tears, I yelled, Next time I see the cat, we're going to talk about you. <sighs> Childish, I know. 
but it didn't stop me from digressing into an ugly cry. My face felt hot, though, so I headed toward the exit, too, but spotted the bathroom. The hallway outside of Mom's workspace contained a staircase at the far end and a door on the left labeled restroom. I went right to the sink and splashed my face with water. It helped. What did you expect? I reprimanded myself. Foolish. Foolish. The word echoed in my mind. A word I didn't put there. A flash of something furry caught my eye. I twisted around. The library restroom was not completely underground. One sliver of a window acted as an emergency exit for the basement. In its earthen sill, cat stretched out on the outside. I don't want to talk about it, I told him. He blinked. A flash momentarily blinded me, causing a tingle along my spine. I winced, but was able to bear it. The restroom walls vibrated all around me, giving way to another world, the one Cat wanted to show me. Stepping away from the restroom's white tile walls, I walked into the memory. It sprouted up all around me, a field of waist-high grass with a soft breeze on my cheek, rolling hills for as far as I could see. Walking toward me, a couple, hand in hand. They stopped to kiss. She pulled away first, and I saw her face. Mom, younger than I had ever seen her in person, I marveled at the happiness in her eyes. Who was the man? His back was to me. All I could see were broad shoulders and dark, wavy hair. He wore jeans with a white linen shirt, letting its tail hang out. Let's have a ton of kids, Mom declared, spinning around. Her arms reached out wide. She seemed drunk on life. (laughs) The man chuckled in total agreement. As you wish. All boys, Mom said. I want a baseball team full of our sons. The man didn't argue, but his tone shifted a bit. Well, at least one girl. Mm-mm. Mom made a little sound of derision. But honey. I, I didn't want to see any more. Believing my mom never wanted me was one thing. Seeing her actually talk about it was another, especially if the man was my father. Let me see him, I tried to say, but it came out all garbled. I could only speak with my mind, so I put everything I had into thinking the demand. Let me see his face. I needed to get a better look at him. I'd never met my father. Could this really be him? Pivoting in the vision, I got a little more of his profile, but it wasn't enough. I'd never be able to recognize him IRL, in real life, that is. No girls. Mom insisted. If I'm already pregnant, it better be a boy. Can't run away from your heritage, the man said. Whoever he was, he appeared to understand that Mom could explode at any moment. (laughs) Some things never changed. Mom only danced away. The tips of her fingers floated along the tops of the tall grass. She wasn't letting anything ruin her mood. I don't believe in any of that nonsense. I do. His statement was so final, it shocked me. And it shocked Mom. She stopped dancing around as all the color drained from her face. I will not have a daughter just to have her twisted and used by my mother's insanity. That's the real legacy. It will end with me. I knew that tone. 
Let it go, I warned the man. He didn't. Easier to stop time, he said, like it was a private joke between them. We need to protect our daughter by giving her what you didn't have. I'm not pregnant, and we aren't having a daughter. She ground out the last word, practically spitting it out. He looked out along the horizon. Something sinister lingered, just on the edge of their perfect, sunny day. Dark clouds formed, a bolt of lightning struck within them. We can fight it together, he said. Ignoring the legacy only dooms us to failure. She turned on him, venom replacing happiness. I couldn't help but wonder if she generated the storm on the horizon, or if it had another source. Take it back, she shouted. Take it back. The image all around me shattered as her words rushed outward. Their force sizzled with negative energy. It hit me, knocking me back into the sink. My knees buckled, sinking down to the floor. I tried hard to breathe normally. Was that really my dad? Cat meowed, but I couldn't hear it through the glass. It echoed agreement only in my mind. If he was my father, then everything she told me about him, which wasn't much, had been a lie. He didn't run away because she got pregnant. He knew about our family legacy, and he wanted a girl. He wanted to face it head on, together. But she didn't. She didn't want me, or anything to do with becoming Mother Nature. Is is that what happened? Is that what happened, Kat? The legacy passed over Mom to me? I looked up at the window, wanting an answer. However, a rattling sound interrupted Kat's reply. The noise came from a grate on the floor. I figured it was an access panel to the underground sewage system. The grate rattled again, and a cat's meow echoed from the darkness below. That was impossible. I could see Kat sitting in the window. Kat's head perked up. Somehow, he'd heard it too. Before he could tell me what to do, I pulled up the grate and five scrawny cats jumped out of the hole and raced around the room. Cats screeched and clawed the window and they shot right back down into the hole, jumping down into what appeared to be a maintenance tunnel. I peered into the lighted pit. A metal ladder hung from the edge. It allowed workers to go below and access the plumbing. It wasn't part of the sewage system at all. I slanted my eyes toward Cat, wondering if he wasn't as much of a loner as he appeared. Was he part of a pack? More questions to ask, but when I glanced back up at him, the windowsill was empty. He'd left the sunny spot. Looking down into the tunnel, I sensed more than saw a movement. A voice called out- Lyric, 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 lyric. Now what? I knelt down and shouted into the hole. That's not my name! Silence. I should have just walked away, left the restroom, and followed up on the modeling gig with the art class. (laughs) I'd kind of let that slide, having missed the appointment last night. Mrs. Beverly had already sent two text messages about it. Getting to my feet, I had every intention of leaving. A kitten whimpered. The heart-wrenching whine echoed from the tunnel below. It sounded hurt. Really? I said, shaking my head. I went back to the opening and stuck my head into the hole. Outside of giving me a head rush, I couldn't see anyone, man nor beast, from the upside-down position. The maintenance tunnel appeared to run below the basement, 
It had the same white tiles as the restroom, clean and antiseptic. Pipes bulged out along one wall with domed lights affixed to the ceiling. Lyric, lyric, lyric. The voice beckoned again. What do you want? I yelled into the hole. Silence. Here, kitty, kitty, I prompted, hoping to spot the kitten. It answered with another woeful moan. Um, ugh, jeez. I'm going to have to go down into the tunnel, aren't I? Talking to myself did not help. I knew I had to go down, but it felt like that moment in a horror movie where you yell at the screen for someone to run the other way. I hated being that stupid. What was waiting for me below? Kitty? Kitty? I asked, as if it could answer like cat. The kitten's meow sounded closer. I peeked into the tunnel again and spotted the little bundle of fur. Its green eyes and tiny pink nose were surrounded by a poof of white hair. The little guy was so close, yet so far. If I just went down the ladder, I could snatch him and come right back up. Simple, right? As my foot touched the first rung, a metallic bang sounded below. It reverberated and turned into a beat that reminded me of a game show tune. Hmm, I couldn't help but shiver. The maintenance tunnel smelled strange. A kind of disinfectant odor hung in the air. I'd expected it to be more dank and smell unused, musty even. The tunnel, however, appeared in good repair, except for a puddle of water. The tunnel was dry, just a well-maintained artery of the city's underground utility network. The tunnel stretched out in both directions. The lights along the ceiling reflected on the white tiled walls, blinding me when I accidentally looked right into a glare. It made me blink. Here, kitty, I said, not wanting to stay down there one moment longer than necessary. The tunnel might look harmless, but that voice, hmm. I wasn't ready to peel away that mystery just yet. I spotted the kitten and bent down to pick up the white bundle of fur. Lyric, lyric, lyric. The disembodied voice called again. Not interested, I said. Seriously, whatever you think is going on here, count me out. out. The kitten purred in my arms. What do you think of that nasty voice? I asked the little furball. It licked my finger. Yeah, I agree. The stupid voice isn't worth our time, is it? You want to go upstairs with me? I guess not all cats could communicate with me. At least, not in a painful way. Whatever I had going on with cat did not apply to all felines. That's okay, I told the kitten. You do you. One cat like cat is enough for me. Lyric, 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 lyric. The disembodied voice sounded closer. Time to go, I whispered to the kitten. I hugged her into the crook of my arm and turned back to the ladder. The lights blinked off and back on in the tunnel. It surprised me and startled the kitten. She jumped out of my arms. Wait, I shouted, but the lights went out. The sudden darkness disoriented me. I didn't know which way to go to get the kitten. Worse than losing her, the hairs stood up on the back of my neck. It felt like someone was standing right behind me. A soft breath filled the space between us. My heart beat faster. Slowly, I slipped my cell phone out of my back pocket. 
I spun around, turning on the flashlight feature. It lit up the space right behind me. Nothing. I couldn't see anyone. The tunnel lights flickered back on. No sign of anyone. Not even the kitten. <sighs> Completely creeped out, I figured it was time to leave. I turned to the metal ladder, surprised to find the puddle of water between me and it. I looked back over my shoulder at the ground. Was it the puddle over there? I didn't remember it being so close to the ladder. But the rest of the tunnel floor was dry. The only puddle was right by the first rung of the ladder. How did you move? I asked the puddle, which might have seemed weird a day ago, but seemed totally logical in the moment. The puddle shimmered. A vibration shook the water. How strange. I couldn't feel any kind of tremor under my feet, so I stepped closer to get a better look. A screech hissed through my mind in my ears as Cat jumped down from the bathroom's open hatch. He landed right in the middle of the puddle. The water splashed outward, breaking up the large puddle. Most of it hit the wall and slid down the tile, forming smaller puddles over a wide area. Cat! I shouted, thinking he'd gone completely nuts. What is it? What's happening? Hunkering down low with a threatening hiss toward the puddles, Cat took up a position between me and the water, protective, ready to pounce. Cat? I tried again. Are we in danger? He answered with a flash that hit me hard, a burst of an image. I dropped my cell phone. What I saw in my mind's eye came across as raw emotion, more than the usual short movie. Fear, anger, intensity made me kneel. Okay, I'm losing it, I decided. And given one more of those flashes, I'd lose my breakfast. Sorry. Cat sent me the mental message. It's the first time it came across as a voice, a very soothing voice. It felt like a hug. At least, it calmed me. I shook my head. How could he be so gentle and so brutal at the same time? Look. Cat silently spoke to me again. His back arched up. He hissed at the water. The small puddles of liquid shifted. They vibrated and pulled together back into a single large puddle. Larger than before. The water expanded even more, rising, taking shape. The tunnel lights flickered off, but my cell phone was still on the flashlight app. It had fallen against the tunnel wall and cast a crooked beam of light into the darkness, exposing the puddle's transformation. Right before my eyes, the water curled upward in an unnatural way. It doubled and thickened in size, taking the shape of a man bent into a kneeling pose. He shook his head, and the water evaporated all around him, revealing a man that could easily pass as an Eden College senior. His piercing eyes shifted to my face, and he spoke. What you do what next you do can next either save or destroy your life. That's the end of our episode. Join us again for the next installment of Lyric, a mother of a fairy tale. The series is produced by Everything Novels, created and performed by Anne Kimbrough. Special IA voices were created with Synthesis Pro. 
music and sound effects licensed through Zapsplat. Copyright January 2021.